Hello, welcome to Sheffield Board Gamers, the official podcast of the Sheffield Board Games Club. This is episode 18. My name is Rick. Uh, I'm joined by Tom Cauldron today. Hello, Tom. Hello. Hello, thanks for coming on. Uh, I've got a few things on the podcast today. We're going to talk about uh, a few games that we've been playing recently. We've got an interview with Nikki. Uh, Nikki is the sales and marketing manager for Cosmos and Thames UK. Uh, We're also going to have a chat about um, games that you can play uh, without touching any components, Mm. (laughs) which has been suggested by the other Tom who can't join us today, unfortunately, Uh, Tom Lovell, but uh, he suggested this as we're going to chat about a couple of games. A bit of a tricky one, that. But before then... I've got a few few bits of news that I've seen. Uh, one is that if you're a Power Grid fan, uh, a lot of the maps for Power Grid have been reprinted. So I saw this on the Patriot Games website, but I think it's available from uh, all, all sorts of different places. So there's quite a few maps that are available. Um, there's Central Europe, Russia, Japan, Australia, India, China, Korea, Italy, France, Northern Europe, UK and Ireland. Um, I think they're a bit like the Ticket to Ride maps in that each one is slightly different and introduces like a slightly different variation. So, for example, I had a quick look at the Australia map uh, and Australia, uh, as far as I'm aware, doesn't have any nuclear power stations. So uh, you're not allowed Mm. to build any nuclear power stations there. So you can sell your uranium. There's like a separate uh, separate market where you can buy and sell uranium and stuff like that. But I think a lot of the maps are very similar where they have like a different, slightly different rule set. Uh, I quite like Power Grid. Have you have you played that one before, Tom? I've just played yeah Power Grid. I haven't played any variants on it, any extra maps. I know there's been several expansions released for it, but yep, the basic game's really good. Probably ought to check them out at some point. I mean, it, it's one of those classic Euros, which um, you, it's impossible to describe mm. what it is to um, non-games players without them just staring at you and going, "What? What? Why?" <laughs> but you get to yeah. run a, a German energy company and supply uh, energy to Germany and <laughs> and, and there's the economics round, there's a the bureaucracy round yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's really fun, it's really good <laughs> uh, and, and then the other thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, a maths trade so uh, Board Game Geek runs something called a maths trade every few months. So I, I joined in on the on the um, on the first one that I've actually tried. Uh, what, it, what it is, it's a, it's like a game swap. So if you've got some old games that you don't want anymore, or you want, you want to swap for something different, um, you can uh, go onto the website and and uh, register what games you want to you want to swap on this on this website. Uh, but the advantage of the maths trade is that. Uh, if you're after a particular game, Tom, uh, and, and you've got, I've got something that you want, but you don't want what I want, uh, then we can't really swap because you won't get anything from the, you know, you'll, there's nothing in it for you. So what it does is it introduces a third party. So I can give my game to this third party. They'll give you something you want, and you give me something that I want. Yeah. Or, or presumably the chain can be even longer. Like I, I give I give a game to them who can 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 who wants your game yeah yeah so it's, it's uh, yeah it can be quite complicated but um, the the advantage is that um, you always pick and choose what you want to swap mm. so you you're guaranteed to get something that you've actually asked for and that you want you're not going to get something that's you know below the value or something that you don't you know particularly want um, you get a list of all the stuff that you're interested in and you say yes I'm willing to swap this for this. And it might not necessarily all come from the same place, but uh, you do get what you want. So I, I swapped a couple of games, um, sent a couple of games out, and then got some uh, got some games back. So oh, yeah? 
uh, a good experience, and I'll, I'll probably uh, join in the next one when it crops up as well. There's a lot of choice on there as well. If you when you look at the website, there's like uh, I think there was over a thousand different items that were for, <laughs> that were for you know that you could swap. There's a specific website for maps trading them. I've seen them sort of happening in um, uh, various conventions. Oh, there's going to be a maps trade going on if you want to join in on this forum and things. Mm. But it's, yeah. a, it's a website for it as well. Uh, it's on the Board Game Geek. Yeah, it's all controlled from there. So if you've got Board oh, Game Geek all, all on the website, okay. yeah, it's a geek list you go to. And this list has all the games that people are, um, are wanting to swap. So then I think it passes it then to like another website and that does all the calculations and the, you know, the, 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 Builders of chains and things like that to tell you what what game to send to who, mm, which is why it's called the math trade, I think, because it all plugged into the algorithm. Yeah, it it is a bit complicated, but um, it, it, if you there are really good instructions on the Board Game Geek website. So there's step by step instructions. There's loads of screenshots that show you you know what to take, what not to take. Uh, this it, it records all the pitfalls because uh, there are uh, you have to do duplicate protection. So if I want a copy of Pandemic, for example. Uh, there might be two or three people that are willing to swap Pandemic for something else. So you don't want to end up with two or three copies from two or three different people. Uh, you only want one copy. So there's ways around that uh, that you have to sort of know. And you, But again, it's all all the instructions are on there. Uh, and I found it, yeah, I found it pretty easy, really. And uh, yeah, a good experience. So, uh, And obviously you're not going to swap everything. So you might put like 10 games on the on the geek list. But once the calculation is done, you mm. might only swap five of those. So you're not guaranteed to get everything you, everything you want. But... Um, yeah, so it's good. Know, do you, so, do you want to say uh, what you swapped and what you got in return? See, uh, yeah, uh, I swapped uh, Crown of Ibarra, so I got, I got rid of that one. Uh, quite a good game, that one. I quite liked it, but I don't know how often I'd, I'd actually play it. But I got back uh, Concept, so that's one that I received for it. Um, oh, I got uh, you know the Lord of the Rings game, the uh, Rani Kiditsia one. The, oh, the cooperative yes. game. Cooperative, yeah. uh, I've got an yeah. expansion for that. Uh, I've been looking for it for a while. Um, the, Sa- the Sauron expansion, which like introduces like a, a few extra bits to that game. So, yeah, I've been aware of Maps Trades for a while, but I've never actually taken part in one. Maybe I'll have a look. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, fairly straightforward. Once you've done one, yeah, it's, uh, it's easy enough. And there's a lot of there's a lot of rubbish on there. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff you know that people want just want to get rid of. So. Um, you know, there's this stuff on there that you've yeah. never heard of, or if, if someone if someone wants it, they'll get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. If they've got a bo- uh, you know, a box that's been crushed yeah. or something, but it always tells you on the, um, uh, you know, on the on the geek list what the condition of the game is. So if it's like a well-worn game that's you know been played to death, and it'll tell you on there. Uh, and you, if you want to swap something of yours for that, you could do. Uh, there's like promos and stuff, so people have like promos of. Like it might just be a card, or it might be a you know a couple of tiles for a game, There's stuff on there like that as well. So even the low value stuff, you can still you can still swap for for things potentially. Uh, so what you've been up to, Tom? You've been you've been doing anything recently? Oh well, haven't managed to get a lot of gaming in uh, lately. Been busy with one one thing and another. I don't know quite why, but I did manage to play a few games on Wednesday. We managed to have a our regular game with. Jen and Lewis, and this time we played the uh, sort of mini pandemic game, which is uh, Pandemic Hot Zone North America, which I, f- I think I may have just discussed before. But uh, yeah, it's we had two good games of that. With it being a s- sort of a condensed version of Pandemic, everything's just a little bit smaller, 
you got f- uh, a smaller map, a sm- uh, fewer uh, only three d- 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 diseases instead of four, fewer uh, cards, and it only takes half an hour instead of an hour. So it's it's basically pandemic but smaller. But that that does mean that um, it can be a bit swingier. You can just get really unlucky, and there's sometimes you there's not. I mean that can happen in pandemic, but it's, it's generally you with good play you can get around it. Sometimes in hot zone North America you can just get shafted by the cards i think or i well <laughs> that's our excuse yeah. anyway we lost twice <laughs> <laughs> but it was very close one of them yeah so how, how long would a game take of that it, it, it's is really it, quick is it sort of quicker than the not, yeah i mean um one yeah we uh typical typical game is about half an hour which is about half as long as a oh, okay yeah normal game of pandemic yeah so is, yeah, yeah i mean we could easily fit yeah. a couple of games of those in uh really quickly so it's it sort of if you want pandemic as a filler, which which is great, yeah. Um, then you can uh, can get that. It's a smaller box, smaller time, everything's quicker. It's great. It's if it's a yeah, yeah. And, and it's did, a good adaptation. Did, I think. did you find that it's the difficulty is about the same as pandemic? Is it is it just as difficult and just or yeah, harder I mean, or easier or about the same? A lot of the games we had seemed to uh, get fairly close. Which is good. So, I mean, yeah. we were playing on a yeah. nearly the hardest setting. Um, that you um, adjust the difficulty not by increasing the number of epidemic cards. It's mm. always going to be three epidemic cards in there, but there's also going to be other nasty cards which have uh, which create various nasty events. Like, oh, suddenly you've got to do the draw infections step on this turn twice. Yeah. Um, or draw another card from the bottom of the deck which has three cubes on, or something like that. Or mm. you move the infection um, marker up to the next level. So there's always going to be some nasty event. So the, it, to make it harder, you just have more of those nasty events in the deck. So it's a little bit random whether uh, yeah. something... Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of times where a card came up and we thought, oh, in this situation, that's actually fine because Jen, the medic, is about to land on there and clear all those cubes off anyway. So if we put a cube there, it doesn't matter. Um, but sometimes yeah. exactly the wrong card comes up and you go, oh, no, that's just screwed everything. Now, we, now we've suddenly got fires to fight all <laughs> over the place. So, yeah, that, that yeah. Uh, adds a bit of a lot of luck and variability in that as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's... Um, it's a good adaptation, but it's a it's a bit more swingy than the big one. But it's fine because it's only half an hour. Pandemic's one of those games that kind of it lends itself to a lot of different sort of variations, isn't it? So you've got like all the around the world ones, the Roman ones, things like that. You've got different yeah. themes of it. There's a Cthulhu it's one. Amazing how many there's, Pan- there's the um, Legacy one. Yeah. Oh, I've got um, Pandemic Legacy Season Zero sitting in a sitting in a box in the other room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to play that over the winter months. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I'm hoping to pick that up at some point as well. Okay, so uh, we've played a couple of games as well, and I think you've played this one as well. Uh, one of the games that I've played is Star Wars Unlock. Oh, yes. Um, this is the Escape Room Unlock game, which has got the theme of Star Wars on it. So this is uh, quite a new game. It's from 2020. There are three adventures in the box, and it takes about an hour for each for each game. Um, it's one of the games where it's because it's an escape room. It's got puzzles and things in it. You only play it 
once you've once you've played it, you can obviously play it again, but you know what the puzzles are and what the answers are, so it makes it a bit easier. So it's one of those things. But the the unlock ones are the ones where you don't have to destroy anything. They're just cards, aren't they? Just a deck of cards that are in the mm-hmm. that are in the box. Um, yeah, so uh, it's pretty much uh, unlocked. So if you played any of the unlock ones, it's pretty much the same. Um, you know, the same uh, mechanics and everything that it uses to get in there. You've got a deck of cards that all have numbers on the backs of them. Uh, you start off with like the top card and it'll give you some instructions and tell you, tell you to turn over a couple of extra cards. And then from there you start uh, solving puzzles, putting things together. Um, you work your way through a kind of a little bit of a story um, to get through. You have certain objectives uh, to do in the different stories. And then you uh, try and get to the end with a, as quick a time as possible without using as, as few hints as possible. Unlike some of the other escape room and puzzle games, this one's a very app-driven uh, mm. You need the app to play this, and it and then some of the yeah. um, puzzles involve uh, some of the cards are machines where you have to do that on the app. You click the machine bit, put in a number of the card, and it gives whatever that machine needs to do, which might be connecting some yeah. wires or um, moving through a maze or something. But yes, uh, so, so this is um, I think they've developed what they do with the app quite a lot mm. over the over the course of all the unlocks. I think this is like the f- fifth or sixth box of unlock they've done. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? But yeah, but they they do do keep on getting better and they keep on developing new ways of doing it. I quite like the um, uh, each one, each story has its own, uh, each of the adventures and even just like the normal unlock ones, each one's got like a little trick or a little twist to it, doesn't it? So yeah. they're not always the yeah. same. They are. You, you would think that after like five or six games, with three, you know, three adventures in each game that you'd start running out of ideas. But in each adventure, there's there's still like surprises in there that I've not seen before. Yeah. Even though I've quite played quite a lot of these and a lot of the exit ones and the deckscape ones, there's still stuff in there that you know takes you by surprise. And oh yeah, that's a clever little little, yeah, clever little twist. Well. I think with these this Star Wars one, they've uh, they've um, uh, it's it's more of a narrative driven thing than the other unlock ones. The other mm. unlock ones you've got. Definitely, it's more like an escape room. Like, here's a puzzle to solve. You've got to yeah. find this combination. How do you find it? Oh, look over here. There's a thing. Um, but the yeah. this Star Wars box, there's it. Definitely seems like you're going through a story. Like one of them's um, escape from Imperial. Oh, what do they call uh, from Hoth? The from the planet Hoth. <laughs> yeah, one of them's escape from uh, escape from Hoth. So you've got all the things happening in order. Uh, like, oh no, we've we've seen some pro droids. Oh no, now we're being attacked by um, Atta. Yeah. Oh no, now we've got to fly off the planet. <laughs> um, and yeah. another one's uh, an adventure thing where you've got to track down some missing object. I can't even remember what it was now. It was a, on a planet, and you're an imperial yeah, the, the crystals, the Kyber crystals, whatever they were. Yeah, yeah, Kyber yeah. crystals, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that was good because you got to do various. Um, detective things you've got to meet a guy in a bar and then they give you some information to go out somewhere and then you've got a map where you're searching for various locations um it did actually seem like an episode in an adventure series based on the star wars universe uh, rather than an escape Mm. room which i thought was very clever i'm not sure Would, would you say this is a little bit easier than some of the unlock boxes because it's intended more of as a introduction to the unlock things for people who bought it because it's Star Wars rather than bought it because it's next unlock. Do you think it's a bit, a bit easier? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think the, the yeah. first two adventures that we played, we, we kind of rattled through them in under an hour. 
Uh, obviously, yeah. obviously, we're quite experienced with these, and we've seen. You know, we know what to look for. We're looking for the codes and the and the you know the hidden little bits in there, so we know what to look for. So the first two, we we yeah, we went through. I think the third one's a bit more a uh, little bit more complicated, but again, it took us There's a lot to do. I think just over an hour for that one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think the first two were were slightly on the easier side. Uh, and then the th- the third one was probably yeah about the level that you know the rest of the the rest of the games are at pretty much. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't think that detra- I don't think that detracted from it. I think it was still no. I think it's uh, it was still fun to go through. And um, I was surprised they didn't put any um, any actual characters in there. So it's set in the world, isn't it? You've got all the spaceships yeah. and the, like the world and the the aliens and stuff in there, the droids and stuff. But there were no actual characters from the films in there. So either the new ones or the old ones. I was expecting to see, you know, the the characters in there like Luke and Leia and things like that, but they're not in there. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think it's a very good, very Star Warsy. Yeah, it was still it was it's still definitely Star Wars themed. Um, it, you know, the um, uh, all the aliens are in there and the spaceships and the droids and things. They're all. There's one uh, weird thing. I don't know if you picked up on this. What was there anything that brought you out of the Star Wars universe in this? I'm not sure if you'll say that see the same thing as I did. No, I I was a bit put uh, off by the music because um, it. Uh, I, um, I presume the they app. didn't have. Yeah, the app was playing music, but I presume they didn't quite have the get the rights to the Star Wars music, John Williams score. Uh, all right. it, so they got something that sounded a bit like it. All right. <laughs> so they ended up with um, Elgar, I think. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I don't. I never noticed because I just uh, turned it I think... off. <laughs> I didn't even turn it okay, on. Right. So yeah, it just seemed a bit weird. Weird <laughs> towards sitting there uh, listening to. Uh, uh, okay. Actually, I'm not entirely sure, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it anyway. Pomp and Circumstance by Elgar, which was a little. It, I mean, it's it's very similar style, but if you listen to it yeah. every year on Last Night at the Plot Proms, uh, it'll sort of take you out of the <laughs> um, Star Warsiness of it a bit. But anyway. Right. Um, but apart yeah. from that, I think yeah. it was all very, very good. It was, um, yeah, it's a good introduction to the Unlock series and would be would make a good present to anyone who likes Star Wars and yeah. likes puzzles. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If we're in, if we're in the business of recommending Christmas presents, I don't know. But yeah, I think this yeah. would be a good one. I can imagine. Yeah, if somebody who likes jigsaw puzzles or somebody you know who's not a board gamer would get this at Christmas, they'd mm. be they'd be dead yeah. with this. To, you know, to work their way through. There is one puzzle in the first one where. It helps if you've got two people because one person's got to communicate to another yes. in a special way. Yeah. But uh, which was very fun. I loved that bit. <laughs> you got to communicate. One person is the droid, and they got to do all the beeps and boops. <laughs> oh yes, that yeah, bit. yeah, <laughs> that's true. I dug out an old game that we've had in our shelf for a long time. It's a, a game by uh, Martin Wallace, grand mm. designer of uh, many years standing. Um, it's called Tinner's Trail. I mm-hmm. think I've played this with you sometime oh, yeah. back in the past at the Red Deer. But it's coming out with a uh, new and updated uh, version of it. I, I'm not sure if it's appearing on Kickstarter. It might be on there in a moment. I'm not sure. So I wanted to see mm. what the old one was like before I have a look at the new one. Uh, and it is a very mm. good game. It's about... Uh, Establishing uh, mines in Cornwall, so mining for copper and tin, and mm-hmm. uh, so you got to deal with all the problems there, which mainly water, basically. And 
everything you mine costs money, so you've got to make sure you've got some income coming in. Every place has got a certain number of cubes of tin and copper, but a certain number of water, which makes every mining action cost more. And you've only got a certain number of actions that you can take in every round. You've got a sort of time track. And so you've only got like 10 spaces of time and doing this action mm. costs two, two time and doing this action costs three time. So everyone's got a sort of limited amount of things that they can do. Um, it's all very tight because you could get a mine and do loads of mining actions and then suddenly you've got a mine with no actual ore left to mine. So you've got to go somewhere else and build another mine. You've got to sell off your metal at the end of the round for whatever it's worth that round. It's got a variable um, market. Then you decide how much of that money that you've got you spend on getting endgame points and how much you save for building stuff in the next round. And it's we played it as a a variant because the actual game, the the original game, is only for three or four players. So we found a um, a variant on board game board game geek, uh, which said mm. if you want to play it with two players, uh, just use instead of all the areas, just use these. You block off this part of the time track, oh, yeah. and you only have yeah. these. Uh, things that you can build instead of all of them you have you only have one ship one port instead of two in this round and things like that so a couple of little changes so that we could play as two player but apparently the Mm -hmm. the new version instead of only being three or four players is going to be between one and five players so they've they've addressed that for a start so that's going to be good so i'd I'd want to even uh, want it just for that because it it is a very good game Uh, a lot of toing and throwing a lot of agonizing decisions and it's got the sort of nice Martin Wallace thing that he does. Some some of his games, you he has a loan system, so you could take loads of take loans of money, but then you've got to pay him off later. Uh, but it's still worth yeah. doing. In this this one, it's kind of in the how much money do you spend on the points is the same sort of agonizing decision. Because mm. in the first round, if you spend thirty pounds, then you could get. 15 points for that. But if in the last round, if you spend £30, you'd only get seven points for it, or whatever it is. I can't remember the exact details. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the earlier you spend the money, the better it is. But you need that money for doing stuff. So yeah, he's, he's, he's put in really tight resources and, and really uh, difficult decisions in all his games. So, mm, uh, yeah. yeah. Have you played, played Brass in any of its incarnations? Um, where you're building cotton mills and mines in Lancashire or Birmingham. Um, yeah, the, Bra- the Brass Birmingham, I think I've played that one. Yeah, so Tinder's Trail is, is, is lighter than that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's lighter than that, but it's still economics and resources being used up. But I, 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 as far as I remember, it was quite easy to to follow. It, like a lot of these Euro games, there's a lot of stuff going off and a lot of like, yeah. different things you have to keep track of. Uh, but I found this one was like really smooth gameplay wise. It was um, quite easy to follow um, and, and quite easy, is, you know, yeah. to learn it and to play it. But still got all those, you know, all those economic decisions about do I spend money now or do I save it until later or do I do I go in this direction and try doing this or something different? And that 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 was really good. Yeah, yeah. I think it it gives um, some of the same flavour as is big games brass, um, but it's a lot 
smoother to play. It's it's um, you only got to look at these two areas yeah. instead of anywhere on the board that you could do something, and you don't have to think, yeah. oh, I have to do this to do this to do this to do that. You just do. I'll do that. So yeah, it, it it's a it's a sort of, but the same sort of, same sort of feeling. I think the economic uh, game. I seem to remember it was quite a quick game as well. Uh, how, how long do you think it takes to play? Well, with two players, which, as I say, wasn't the uh, the published version of the game. It was a adaptation. It, I think it only took like uh, three quarters of an hour. I think, I think with a, the full complement, it would take up to ninety minutes, probably less than that. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I, I want to see what the uh, what changes they made for the uh, new version, other than expanding the player count. Coming to Kickstarter in quarter yeah. one, twenty twenty one. It'll have all new artworks, yes. Because, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, the original game was two thousand and eight, so a lot has happened in Euro games in the last twelve years. So, yeah, yeah. Increased player count, two new expansions, reduced randomness, dual use cards for the auctions. So, oh, okay. Has, has, has it got dice in the original ones? Is it dice or something? I can't. There are dice. Yeah. Every, every time yeah. you open a new area. Uh, you roll the dice to see yeah. how much copper, how much um, tin, and how much water uh, there is. It, yeah. yeah, and then every round you roll the dice to see what the current market value of tin and copper is for this round. Yeah, so, yeah. But uh, apparently that'll be uh, I've reduced randomness in the new one. Oh, the board is now set up with tiles instead of the roll of a dice. Not sure how that changes it. Yeah, but anyway, yes. It's a good good game. It's probably even better now. Yeah, so I might I might be having a look at that when it comes out. Oh, and I like the last last line is improved component quality, custom meeples, and colorblind friendly colors. Well done, Alley Cat Games. Colorblind friendly. I'm all in, all in favor of. Brilliant. That's really good news. Yeah. 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 Good. Uh, so the next game, or the last game that I've played this uh, over the past month, is a game called Unmatched Battle of Legends. Uh, this is a, a two-player game. Um, I think you can play it with more, but you play as like a team, but it's basically a two-player game where each player takes on a hero and you're kind of fighting against each other to try and kill the other hero, basically. So it's from 2019. It takes between 20 and 40 minutes. It's got four heroes in the box, uh, King Arthur, Alice uh, from Alice in Wonderland, Sinbad, and Medusa. And uh, there are lots of expansions out for it as well. So there's um, a Buffy one. I think it's a Jurassic Park one. Um, there's new ones coming out as well all the time. So e- each hero uh, has their own deck and their own way of playing. So it's um, it's quite asymmetrical. So I might be playing like King Arthur, who's uh, moving around the board and does like really big hits. He's like a really strong fighter who does a lot of att- attacking. Uh, and I might be playing against Medusa, who has uh, weaker, uh, weaker attack cards, but she's got three, uh, three kind of little um, tokens which represent um, the minions that that she can control, and she can move those around the board and attack with those and things, and they give her sort of benefits as well. So whichever hero you pick, um, it's going to play slightly differently, and each hero has its own deck of cards as well. Um, so uh, in that deck of cards, there are attack cards which all do sort of slightly different things. Uh, and there are also something called scheme cards as well. So scheme cards is just like doing an action, and then that'll allow you to draw more cards or move your fighter around or do something else, something slightly different. Um, so basically, you just go backwards and forwards. You Each player takes a turn, takes a couple of actions, uh, which is either moving or attacking or moving your, moving your minions around. 
Um, the board itself is is, is really quite small. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a normal sized board, but uh, it's really compact in that there's only a few spaces on there. So if you are moving around, um, you can't sort of go to a corner of a board and hide somewhere. Um, you, you know, you're um, you're still within hitting distance of of uh, of, of a turn. In, within a turn, you can get from one side of the board to the other quite easily. So. Um, you do have to actually butt heads and, and kind of attack each other and going for the going for the kill. Um, so we we, play, we played this uh, and um, I don't think Tracy liked it very much. We didn't really enjoy it. I think no. it was a bit too confrontational for her, a bit too sort of attacky. I think we we kind of prefer games that are a more Euro kind of style where you you know you've got auctions and things like that where it's indirect conflict. You know you, you can take stuff away from people, but they've still got mm. other options. Whereas this one it is completely, you know, head to head. I'm going to run in and hit you, and you're going to try and defend, and that's that's uh, that's the whole point of the game. So I, th- I think it's a, a decent game, and I, I would have quite liked to have tried some of the other some of the other characters that are available for it. Um, but for us, I don't. I don't think it's gonna. It's gonna last. I think we'll probably we're about to try uh, try it again to play uh, maybe another character. But I think it's a bit too a bit too confrontational, a bit too head to head for uh, for us. Unfortunately, <laughs> I like like the idea of having Alice in Wonderland versus Velociraptor. Yeah, yeah. There's a Velociraptor in the. Uh, uh, it's, it sounds a bit like um, there's some other game. Um, the Funko vs. Strategy game has uh, totally random sides that you can be. So like you could be. Batman versus Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Or uh, and they are they Yeah, yeah, it's that it's that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but and they did have a an expansion that they released where you could have uh, one of the sides battling it out for supremacy in this uh, arena of fighting is uh, the Golden Girls. So you could have um <laughs> the Golden Vir- Girls versus Jaws, I think. <laughs> Or Harry Potter, yeah, <laughs> or the Kool Aid Man, which is an American thing that yeah bursting through a wall, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, so. I think it's a similar sort of thing. Yeah, you, you, that's uh, the that's the attraction of it. Yeah. You can kind of pit one fighter against another and see which one. So, do they all play in a totally different way then? In the in this, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 deck is like unique to that character. So there are some similar like attack cards and things like that, and some movement cards. But like the Medusa, uh, they they have she has like a really powerful attack card, which is basically turning you into stone. When you play Sinbad, he has like voyage cards, and they get more powerful as you play them. So when you play a card, it goes into your discard pile. Uh, and then what you do is when you play a voyage card, you look how many other voyage cards are in your discard pile, and it gets more powerful as you go through. Oh, nice. So yeah, each one has its own uh, its own like way of playing, and they're all they're all yeah slightly different. That's quite, that sounds really nice, actually. I mean, yeah. uh, as a designer trying to think of totally different ways to play with the same basic system so that it feels different. This deck of cards feels different to the other one. Yeah, yeah. But they're all playing in the same same system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. yeah that, that's all it is. Yeah, it's just a deck of cards, and you've only got you, you've only got like three options. You've got move, attack, or play a scheme card, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's like being whittled down to like the bare essentials. Of of you know the mechanics of it, I, I presume in some of the expansions and some of the other characters will have like different you know different mechanics and different ways of working and things. But uh, in the base box, yeah, there's um, uh, there's a few uh, there's enough in there to keep you keep you going for a while. Yeah, uh, especially like if you're playing like a, a particular character, you can play it a few times, and get used to it, and then you can try you know taking on one of the other characters, and, and obviously you have to change your tactics. Then like King Arthur will just go running in because he's got massive health. He's got like 
16 health or something like that. Mm. Whereas the Medusa only starts with like 10 or 11, I think. So he can afford to run in and stand next to you and start hitting you with his sword. Whereas Medusa obviously needs to fall back a little bit and try and shoot you with arrows and send a minions into whittle you down and things like that. So there, there is a bit of strategy and tactics in there to uh, to play to the strengths of it, you know whichever character you're playing. That sounds really um, good if if you like that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> If you like that kind of thing, it'll yeah, I think you'll probably enjoy it, and it it will be it will be a good game, and I I would like to play it a, bit, a little bit more, but I think with the way things are at the moment, I probably it probably won't get played, unfortunately. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those things. So yeah, for a, a good game, but uh, not not for us. Oh. If we were having the regular Tuesday sessions, you could just bring it and see if uh, you like playing it with anyone else, but but you can't. Yeah, and again, it's a quick game. It's one of those filler games you can probably play in half an hour. It doesn't take long at all, so yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. So that's all uh, All our games we've been playing. Uh, what we've got coming up next is an interview with Nikki. Uh, Nikki is the sales and marketing manager for Cosmos UK. Uh, Cosmos are a distributor for board games. Um, it's a subsidiary of the uh, German company. So here's Nikki now to tell us a bit about uh, working for Cosmos. So uh, thank you for joining me, first of all. It's a, it's a pleasure to speak to you. Um, you're Nikki uh, and you're with for uh, Cosmos UK. I do indeed, You're yes. the board game sales and marketing manager. I am. <laughs> yes. Uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, Cosmos, please, about um, about the company maybe and about, about what you what you do for them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started with Cosmos uh, just over a year ago. I started there as a temp, actually, and... Um, and then we just got on really well, the people that worked there and me, and uh, a place came up to do the marketing manager job. And I took it because I love board games and it's around the corner from where I live and I couldn't really ask for a more perfect slot. Which oh, that's is handy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, so Cosmos, uh, in, Cosmos Germany has been around for hundreds of years. Mm. They're well known for producing like brilliant science kits and that kind of thing, um, as well as games. And Joe and Steve, who run Cosmos Games UK, or Thames and Cosmos UK, they started off doing science kits and then got in touch with Cosmos um, and took them on as kind of like a franchise distributor deal. Um, so now we sell Cosmos and actually Devere games we sell over here as well right. uh, and distribute those. Um, yeah, so so games-wise, we've been going, I think, about four or five years here in the UK. Mm. Um, and there's also an American branch as well, Thames and Cosmos over in, in the United States. Um, this is actually in Germany. So, so yeah. I, I would imagine it's probably like a lot of people's dream job working for a board game company. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's so funny because I saw this place on the high street in Cranbrook, which is like a really tiny, tiny little town. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, look at that. Isn't that, you know, that's so lovely. Wouldn't it be great if a job came up? And then I happened to just finish the job I was in at the time. And then it, an advert came up and about eight people sent me the advert to say, Nikki, yeah. have you seen this? I was just like, <laughs> right, that's it. I'm in. Yeah. So, okay, right. Yeah. Very, very lucky. So, sort of day to day, what what's your job entail? What do you, do you speak to like shops and uh, like do the distribution and stuff? Is that the side of it you're involved with? It is. Yeah. So, um, I would a typical day. I would do kind of marketing and sales. So, yeah. anyone that wants any Cosmos or Divi games, basically in for Cosmos anywhere apart from North and South America, we deal with here mm. uh, in the UK. Um, so I would take orders. We get those process and get those out. Um, I do any marketing, so Instagram and uh, Twitter, that kind of thing. I'm all over that at the moment. Interviews, mm. uh, any kind of promo releases that need to be done. Things like UK Games Expo. 
we had to sort that out for this year. That was a bit different because it all had to be done online. So that was yeah, quite yeah. exciting. Um, so I've not actually been to a proper expo yet. I'm quite excited about that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's yeah, that's kind of it. So we have someone that deals with Amazon. We have someone that deals with um, our kind of foreign orders, our, our big abroad distributors as well. Um, but yeah, I'm the person that deals with it kind of day to day here in the UK. We're only a very small team, small but yeah. perfectly formed. So we uh, we we asked a couple of our members to to uh, send us some questions for you. So one of the questions was, um, obviously, uh, a lot of board gamers are into the cult of the new, and they want all the latest uh, and greatest games <laughs> to play those yeah. first. Do you do you get a chance to play unreleased games, or do you get a chance to try them out, or do you just get them as they as they come through from the from the publisher and sort of some of them. Some the of them we do. So, for example. Um, there's what there's one that's come out in Germany actually that's called Blätterauschen, which mm. is called translated Wrestling Leaves, which is a, a lovely kind of roll and write game, and that's one that I've been quite involved with, and we got to mm. play that over here and help with translation. We get to see a few of the games that are up and coming, especially if we're involved in the translation work for them. Mm. Um, so Germany takes on the new games, and then they are given to either they come out in Germany and then they're released over here with an English translation, or they come to us, we translate deal with it and then you know when we all come out together at the yeah. same time yeah. um so yeah i do get to play some stuff i've, I've um i've had to play a few nice there's a new one coming out actually mm-hmm. which is i can't say anything about but actually it's really exciting <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> what we want to hear about all the new exciting little stuff <laughs> um, the ones that i've had anno was really really good thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that i'm currently opening every morning uh, an advent calendar an exit advent calendar it's yeah. absolutely brilliant i'm loving that because i really love the exit games yeah yeah we um, like them yeah we, we, i think we talked about them a few times on the podcast yeah we're big fans of those so we like we like them um, well these uh, are great because basically you have a little tiny room in yeah. each day and then you have to answer the the little riddles to get onto the next room which is oh, cool. very clever yeah that sounds really good yeah yeah uh, so uh, uh, one of the other questions that one of our guys asked was um, about solo modes in games. So I think this is becoming yeah. more popular and more, more and more p- people, uh, it's becoming more of a selling point. Do you find people are asking for solo modes in the games now and it's becoming more of a requested thing or is it just something that um, something that you're not too worried about if it doesn't work, you, you just ignore it and just keep it for two or three players if that's if that's the minimum it goes for? It's definitely more and more that it's coming through. And we do have some games. Um, I mean, we have things like Michael Strogoff, which is a Debeer game, which is a great solo one. Um, the Exits and Adventure games can be done solo. We have mm. City Skylines. That's a really good one um, for solo play. And Anna, when it comes out in the UK, will actually have a solo version as well, oh, which right, is cool. great. Um, so yeah. The German one came out quite quickly for Essen, I think, and they hadn't got it all finished, but that will all be done. Things like a Bongo and Dimension, which are more like our party games, they can also be done played solo which is quite nice to play oh really yeah yeah so yeah. we've got quite a few i think we're thinking about yeah. it more and more and also looking at what games we played um kind of virtually you know distance wise so things like my city uh doesn't have a solo mode but you can play that with somebody kind of across zoom or whatever if you just separate the stickers and mm. things so we're looking at more what can be played virtually just in case this ever happens again you know yeah so. yeah yeah, we played uh, me. Uh, we played my city, and that's a that's a good one. Yeah, we we really enjoyed that one. Uh, in fact, we enjoyed it that much. We played through all the um, uh, all the campaign game uh, w- with two of us, and we're thinking about going back and playing it again with the other two boards. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really good well. one. Yeah, like yeah. That one. Uh, so the next next question is that um, uh, just about the app. Uh, I saw on the um, 
Android site, uh, there's a there's an app uh, for Cosmos, and it's got quite good like tutorials for a few games on there. It's got like the exit uh, stuff. It's got like timers on for those as well. So it's a bit to do with those, but um, it's got like some tutorials and it's got like little animations and stuff. Uh, I thought that was really good. It's really useful for like if you're trying to learn the game and things. But there's not a lot of games on there. There's only a few on there. It's, I don't know if you're uh, if you if that's anything to do with your your side of it. But are there any plans to sort of in, increase that? Uh, uh, put some more games on there. Or is that a, like an ongoing? I think we will. Thing? Yeah, I I think it was. I mean, this year has really brought home. I think to Cosmos as a whole, how important it is to have more of a kind of digital presence, mm. if you like. Um, so for the last few um expos we've tried to have more things online on table table mm. or ever so actually bringing that across and that it will be the same with the online app as well um so we've got things like the adventure games which work particularly well with the app because it, mm. it actually reads them out to you as you go along so it's not just like soundtrack in the back it's actually completely interactive which is fantastic um and I think we will be looking at doing that a bit more it's nice to have the tutorials on though if you're kind of more of a visual learner mm. um but yeah, I, I think someone mentioned the other day to me, wrote in and said, could we have the like the clue cards and things for the exits on there, which we haven't done before. And I'm thinking, actually, that's not a bad idea. That's quite mm. a nice way to expand that as well. And yeah. also, if you've got someone that doesn't see particularly well, it's nice to have someone that can read things out to you as you're, as you're playing the game, which is quite mm. nice. So yeah, I think I think as time goes on, the way the world's changing, we will look more at having, having more on the app. It's, it's something we're developing. Yeah, so we we, uh, we we've had a quick chat about the the exit games already. Um, there's quite a few uh, quite a few available at the moment, um, and probably one of the questions you might get asked is: um, Are there any that you recommend if you've not played an exit game before? Yes, which which ones which ones are good ones to start with? Well, we've got kind of three different levels for the exits, um, and if you go onto our Instagram account, which is Cosmos Games UK, I've actually done kind of the highlight for different games and what categories they come into because we do get mm. asked it quite a lot. Um, I would say the easiest one we do is the Enchanted Forest. Mm. Um, I really like the Haunted Roller Coaster. That's fantastic. Um, and if you can get it, the Stormy Flight or the Abandoned Cabin, those are kind of the your basic starting ones. So if right. you've got kids, for example, Enchanted mm. Forest is a fantastic one to start off with. It's It's got a really nice, easy backstory. There's nothing scary in it. Mm. And it's the clues are quite simple, to be honest. Right. Um, and then moving on from there, if you want to go a bit, bit harder, the... The, the Theft on the Mississippi is a whodunit, which is really cool. And that's very much like um, Dead Man on the Orient Express, if anyone's played that. That's one of our hard ones. So mm. those are kind of two really good fun ones. But yeah, to start off with Enchanted Forest, I'd say. You've obviously got quite a big library of games and you sell quite a lot of games on there. Uh, is there any that you're pushing at the moment or that you can recommend that um, you know people want to check out if they're after a, a couple of new board games for Christmas, perhaps? <laughs> what are good ones yes. they can get from Cosmos? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, not not as ones, but ones that are good for Christmas. We have got um, Aquiline is lovely. That's a two-player. It's just it's really nice and it's a great kind of gateway game. Mm. So, you know, if you've got Auntie Beryl over, she doesn't need to be heavily into gaming to enjoy Aquiline. It's just a really nice two-player game. Uh, and the same applies really to The Lost Words, which is... Um, it's one actually, it's, it's an interesting one that we didn't actually get from Germany. We kind of dealt with it directly ourselves. It's mm. from, there's a best-selling book called The Lost Words, among called The Lost Spells, which are absolutely stunningly beautiful. And it's a really nice card game um, that, that has all the images from that. Um, and that's, again, a good gateway game for Christmas. Really nice for stocking fillers. If you want to play a game or give a game that 
will cause friction and a bit of backstabbing. Obviously, we have Targi, <laughs> which is always a winner. Um, and that's got an expansion. And those, those, that's a really good game. My City, we mentioned before, Drop It. Now, Drop It's been around for ages. But again, for Christmas time, that's a really good one for mm. people to play because um, everyone can join in. And it's just a really cool visual. Have you played Drop It? No, I haven't. No, what's that one? It's got... it's. Um, so you have a kind of it's plastic cage and then you have different colored and different shaped pieces and you have to drop them into the cage so they land it's like a balancing act but oh. colors can't touch colors the same colors can't take up the same colors and the same shapes can't touch mm. so you end up basically with a bit of a balancing act and and again, right. points, so it's, again it's one that everyone can play and it's yeah. it's not too thinky it's just a fun game yeah um, good, yeah yeah so that'd be my christmas ones and then coming up obviously we've got anno coming out in the spring that's a bit after christmas but that'll be a nice mm. one what, yeah. What's that about? Anno is uh, it's kind of a trading game. Mm. Um, it takes quite a while to play. It's kind of over one hour, I'd say maybe two hours, sometimes three hours, depending on how many people are playing it. And it's got like um, a tech tree thing. So you would uh, you'd start off buying boards or stone or brick, and then you have to work from that and then get like a pig farm. And then if you have you know, coal and potatoes you can make whiskey or brandy or that kind of thing. do you know what i mean so you kind of you build it and build up and then you can trade yeah. with other people as well and go off and find new lands and get more things from there so it's based on the ubisoft um computer game oh right yeah yeah which has got a huge following and yeah, it's yeah. Actually, it's a really nice adaptation of it right, um, yeah. it's not too hard mm. um but it's really strategic it's really really good fun so that's fantastic and we've got um policies coming out uh next week i think which is a debate one which is a really heavy two-player kind of civ game mm. um what, what was on called sorry called polis polis right p-o-l-i-s yeah. um so that's one to look out for um kind of this coming out next week so that might yeah. be in time for christmas but yeah that's going to be if you like a good heavy game like a proper yeah. really heavy game that's that's going to float your boat yeah uh, okay, so uh, one final question then. Um, yeah. Have you played any games recently that aren't Cosmos games that you've enjoyed, or can you recommend one or one that you wish Cosmos had published that you that you really like, or one that you're looking forward to? You recommend? Yeah, yeah. There's a few. I I went to visit my daughter in Glasgow who had um, an absolute load of games that weren't Cosmos, which obviously mm. was very naughty of her. <laughs> um, <laughs> we played we played Suro, which I really really loved. Uh, yeah. That was fantastic game and also recently we won the mind is it coiled spring i think it's called spring games and we've been playing the mind quite a lot at home with kids really like that oh yeah that's a good one yeah 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 good for christmas so those yeah. are probably the, the two that i wish we'd yeah the, we'd the mind it's like kind of like a magic trick we, we've played it with a few non-board games before and it's like a it's it's not like any other game that we've played really it's a bit no. of a yeah yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. If someone had come to us and said, "Oh, I've got a game where you have to guess what the next number is going to be," you'd be yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, it just seems like a really weird concept, but it, yeah, it's good fun. It, it's a good one. Yeah, it works really well. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for your uh, thank you for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for talking to us. We're we're, we're definitely big fans of Cosmos, so we're uh, we're we're looking forward to the to the new games that are coming out. And and obviously, a lot of our members have uh, have Cosmos games already in our library that we like playing. So, thanks for everything that you do. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All okay. right. All the best. Bye bye. Okay. Thanks, Nikki. So uh, the next bit is our question of the week. So Tom uh, suggested this, Tom Lovell. Mm -hmm. 
the uh, where the way things are at the moment, obviously uh, with the pandemic and everything, it's people are going to be getting together for Christmas, and it's a tr- traditional time for having a meal together and sitting close, uh, you know, with your seeing your family and friends and and maybe playing a couple of games. So the official advice uh, from uh, from the uh, the head people at the moment is that. Uh, they'd prefer you not to play board games, <laughs> which is a bit a bit of a blow. Yeah, but they mean Monopoly, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we we, uh, we you can get around this though because there are some games that you can play that uh, you don't have to share the components. Uh, so you you have your own um, you have your own set of stuff, and the other player has their own set of stuff. And you you, you know there's no uh, there's no kind of passing between. Obviously, there's a lot of games where you have tokens and coins and things like that, which you have to share. Uh, trying to think of games where you don't share components. It was quite tricky this one time. I, I, I thought of a couple, maybe, but... Uh... Yeah, well, it takes out a lot of card games, doesn't it? It takes a lot of card games where you're shuffling cards and, and dealing them out to people. So that's a yeah. lot of good games that are out straight away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought of a few. And you say you thought of a few. We'll see whether we've got any crossovers. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tom, I see Tom's um, put on a... A, a little list here as well. Oh, is it right? Uh, okay. He suggested some. Yeah, he's suggested, well, any roll and write, and the ones he's suggested are roll, roll, railroading and or Minitown. I haven't actually heard of Minitown. But yeah, that uh, one of my suggestions was uh, Gans Schoen Clever, which is another roll and write. So yeah. yeah, I suppose roll and write's yeah. perfect for this sort of thing, because you've you got your own little heat. And as long as you know one person's doing all the rolling of the dice or flipping of the cards or whatever it is, yeah. Uh, then everyone can just um, write on their own sheet and you're competing against Yeah, that makes sense because there's no tokens or anything that you pass between each other, is there? You've got a sheet that you write yeah. on. Uh, and then it, even each person could have like their own dice, couldn't they? So you could have a set pair of dice and you roll on your turn, I'll roll my dice on my turn and we'll, you know, we'll do it that yeah. way. Uh, yeah, well, welcome to uh, any of the fl- flipper right games. What, what was the, the train one that we played? That rail, ra- railway yeah. one. Rail, railroad, railroad, yeah, uh, something like that would probably work. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're all uh, there's some really good uh, roll and writes. There are obviously many thousands of them now, and there's some really good ones that have risen to the top. I haven't heard, actually heard of Mini Mini Town yeah. that Tom mentioned. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, Mini Town is the one from the Dark Imp. Um, it's uh, it's a, a free download on their website. Oh, very nice. Uh, it's like a print and play one. But they do actually sell. Uh, they do actually sell a pad uh, with the uh, with the game in as well. It's kind of like uh, yeah, uh, um, uh, similar to uh, the other games where you roll two dice and then you fill in kind of a grid and you build. Uh, you put buildings into this grid uh, and you get points depending on like what which ones are next to which. So you get parks and if they're next to houses, they score your points. Oh. Uh, the cafes are, uh, score your points when they're next to roads and things like that. So yeah, I've not actually played it yet, but I've got the uh, I've got the pad. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, to giving that one a go at some point. In yeah. fact, I think in, in if this is dark game, but in that case, I've I've played a prototype version. <laughs> oh, have you? <laughs> it's yeah. one of those roll and write games where you actually fill in you, you fill in the grid with like a little picture. Uh, so you know, instead of writing a number in or something like that, you uh, you can like draw a little oh, tree yeah. for your parks or a little house for your shops. I like and things that. Like that. Yeah. So it gives you a bit of uh, and yeah, you can be as artistic as you like. Work. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's good fun. Yeah. Cartographers is another good one like that. So where you can spend yeah. like ages like drawing your little trees in your forest. Yeah, you yeah. Or someone else just put T for tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so next one Tom's uh, suggested I also had on my list. Uh, see if you've got any yours. Uh, code names. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this is, you've got a, just got a grid of 
uh, the cards uh, laid out in a five by five grid of words, uh, yeah. and all you've got to do is um, point at them. I say, I'm, I'm going to pick uh, yellow and Australia, or whatever it is, and then uh, whoever's doing being the uh, clue giver says, yes, you're right, and puts a, a little tile on top of it, or no, you're wrong, and puts a different tile on top of that. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's a good I one. I suppose often in uh, seconds of code names, you swap around, so people, different people are different uh, clue givers sometimes. You wouldn't be able to do that because you'd be uh, doing the um, tiles, but... But yeah, it could it could definitely work, and it's a good one for a big yeah. group as well. So yeah. if you've got, I definitely played this with family. Uh, I have last Christmas or Christmas before, and it went down well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It worked with mixed group. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, just one, just one is another game that's uh, uh, in the same sort of vein. Because, uh, but this is sort of cooperative, so everybody's trying to give clues to one person. Yeah, so everyone just has their own. Um, little uh, whiteboard that they write on and they just uh, hold this up to show what word they've written. So no sharing of components at all. One person uh, picks a card and and shows it to everyone but they don't see it and uh, everyone's got to try and make the, help, help them guess what word it is that they've mm. got to get. And then it passes yeah. around. So yeah, that's and perfect for this. It, yeah. This one's great. Yeah. It's, uh, was it just last year that yeah, it came out? I think so, yeah. It seems like I've played, played loads of it now. Quite quite recent, is it? It's not it's not an old game, but uh, uh, yeah, a couple of, a year ago maybe two. And again, this is one that could be played with anyone, I think. Yeah, yeah. And the last one that Tom suggested is Vote Me, which is designed by who? Hang on a second, who did design <laughs> that? Oh, it was Tom. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, so a little bit of self promotion there, but it is true. Yeah, it's a it's a game where you just um, it's a discussion game where you uh, try and. Uh, quickly give a uh, an election speech about uh, a couple of prompts, like you've got to do it on the economy and mm. about some other aspect, and you, you, you're trying to win this particular area of the uh, election. Uh, so everyone just uh, has to speak, and yeah. then everyone votes on who they uh, think wins for that little partic- particular area. So yeah, no carrier mm. components all over the place. It's uh, It works well for the situation. Social distance gaming. You can even play it over uh, video, I think. Yeah. I've not tried that one yet, but yeah, looking forward to, uh, to giving it a go at some point. Uh, I, I had a couple that I thought of. Uh, it's quite tricky, this. I couldn't, I couldn't think of many, but uh, one, one for two players, I thought of is the uh, any like of the CCG games. So things like Keyforge, uh, Magic the Gathering, Final Fantasy. Oh, got yeah, because everyone's got their yeah, own yeah, deck. Everybody has their own deck. Um, you never, you never kind of put their cards into your deck or swap cards or anything. Um, don't don't bother with the booster packs or anything like that. Just get one of the, uh, just get one of the preset uh, decks. So Keyforge, you can pretty much go out and just buy a deck uh, or two, and then you've got enough to play with there. You've got everything you need. Uh, Magic the Gathering, just buy one of the pre-made decks. They're probably quite cheap now, and uh, yeah, you can pick them up for next to nothing. Uh, and then for more players, I thought of uh, Skull. So Skull is the the um, oh yes bidding kind of bluffing game where you get like a you get a mat each player has a mat which is like your score and then you get four cards and the cards have either th- uh, they have three roses on them or one skull and you put a on your turn you can either put a card face down in front of you or on your mat or you can make a bid and try and guess how many skull uh, how many 
cards of other people's you can turn over to uh, to win the round. Uh, but the trick is that you have to turn your own your own cards over first, the ones that you put in front of you. So again, yeah. you don't share. You have so your you own set of cards. By putting down a skull. Yeah, yeah. So you can bluff a little bit and say put put a skull down in front of you, and then start bidding because you know people are going to outbid you. But if you get caught out and you have to turn your skull over, then you, you've lost that round. So it's a good a good uh, a, yeah. a good game to sort of play, in, especially with a couple of drinks and things. Um, it goes up to about six, I think that one as well. You can play up to six with it. So, um, yeah, a good one. Yeah, it's a great game. That I haven't played that for years. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple more that I've I've thought of. Um, how did Wood King Domino work? Do you think? I suppose. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty much. You just get your yeah. tile and place it in your own grid. Yeah, one, if, one person, like if one person person sort of hand that who are yeah, if one person kind of shuffles all the tiles up to start off with. Yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of pick, you, you have your own king, don't you? And you, you use that to pick which tile you want, and then you take that tile, and then that's yours. You put it into your display, and that's that's it. And, uh, but yeah, the one person has to get it out first, and then mm. and so you're taking it that someone else has touched. I suppose the same sort of um, concern would be with uh, Dominion as well, because you've had to set mm. out all the cards in the first place. and then But then when you take the card, it's just in your deck. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's just the setup, isn't it? The first point of kind of rearranging all the cards, getting all the yeah. cards put out, shuffling yeah. them up and stuff, and getting them ready. Uh, I guess once somebody's done that bit, that's yeah, you don't really need to do anything else. Do you? you just take what you're uh, what you're playing with, and that's it. But yeah, there's definitely some options out there. Yeah, this Christmas definitely play some play some board games with your family. Just be careful. <laughs> okay, uh, I think that's all we've got time for for the that's moment. Then, fun. so um, thank you very much, Tom, for joining me. It's been a pleasure talking to you as always. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. And uh, don't forget, if you uh, if you want to play any, any games online, uh, you can register on the forum. You can go on the Facebook feed. Um, mm-hmm. Come in and have a uh, play a couple of games with us. We're still playing um, on a Tuesday evening. Either on board game arena or tabletopia or wherever it might be, um, and uh, play some games, and we'll uh, we'll see you again soon. Okay, thanks for that. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.